Listen, I'm not here to tell you to go to audible.com or go to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. You do whatever the bug inside your head tells you to do. Don't do another thing other than that. But if the bug in your head happens to tell you to go to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat, you better do it. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfire Side Chat. It is a darkened favorite. <laughs> and dark, today we dark, are continuing. Darken favorite. Yeah. Like, Darken peppercorn king's view. Yeah, Darken peppercorn. With our Jack Daniels sauce and yeah, potato slammers. Slamming fajita garbage bag full of ranch crunchers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, meter lawn margs. Just a little yeah. bit more than yard margs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so it's a, a, a souls game buffet. Yeah, I guess. Oh, Audio God, I went to a Chinese buffet a week ago. It was the grossest thing. Yeah, I used to be able to do those, and now, no, no. You know what? I'll do a, I, I can't remember. I don't think you're a sushi man, but I'll do a sushi go-round, which is a, a buffet-style eating experience. But that's really all I'll do for a buffet. So, like, a sushi go-round, you can sit towards the head of it, and, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get, like, the combined miasma of everybody who's, like, just, like, milling around and sneezing into everything. Yeah. Like at a Chinese buffet, you're just kind of like fishing chicken bits out of sneeze water. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Deep fried orange chicken chicken bits, though. Uh, yeah, mm. uh, I'm more of a General So's kind of guy, but that's you General know, General Sao does good work. Like I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know who else does good work from software? Yeah, from General from software. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, General from. Yeah, yeah, cousin <laughs> Ethan, General from. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, we're talking we're talking about Kingsfield Four, the ancient city. If you haven't yeah. gathered that, yep. The, yeah, uh, the and uh, yeah, so we're continuing. This is part two. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, we worked our way through the cursed lands outside the city, and we killed a giant spider and some big ass stone guardians. And now we're into the city proper. Yeah. So if you if you start playing the ancient city, and when are they going to get to the city? <laughs> um, we're at the fireworks city. factory. Don't worry. Yeah, when are they going to get the Wireworks Factory? Yeah. This is when we get to the city itself. Yep. And if this is your first episode and you search for Dark Souls on iTunes or whatever, like, when are they going to get the Dark Souls? We have all that yeah, before. We... This is our Origins uh, session as we are biding time before Dark Souls 2, which is like less than two weeks away, Gary. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, I'm sad because you said two weeks and for a second I got really excited, but it's <laughs> two weeks from when this airs, not yeah. two weeks from when we're recording. I know, right? So... I'm not to shatter your illusion too much, but yep. um, oh, and and don't listen to this without listening to the previous episode. Oh, even yeah. if you listen to the rest of the show, that'd be dumb. Yeah. So you should really be listening to these in order. Oh yeah, um, they're numbered for your convenience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the organization system we've chosen. <laughs> numbers. We decided not to alphabetize them. We decided to number them to make it easy. <laughs> for I guess you. Kingsfield would still yeah. come last, though. That's true. That's yeah. true. But yeah, you're right. Even though Berserk would have come first. Well, yeah, it did. It came 30 years before all this. Well, I mean, in the episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we could have been like, it would have been like a undead asylum, you know? Boy, is that a fire like shrine. <laughs> see, Come see. on to the undead burg. <laughs> uh, you know? D is Damn for that undead parish. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to 
you just keep, just keep going until I stop you. But the, here's the trick: yeah, I, I never stop route. you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, sends. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, yeah. I really like. I really Flight like flight. God man, uh, that would become next. Yeah. that's where it all comes comes crashing down. Yeah, I guess. Goddamn Blight Town. I mean, like, yeah. like Goddamn Blight Town. That's pretty yeah. prosaic, though. I would like to yeah. workshop that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're, we're continuing our discussion of uh, Kingsfield uh, Four. We had a bunch of generalities and kind of an introduction to the game. So this is the uh, the two hundred one version. Yep, we're hitting the ground running. Yeah, we are at the Silver Gate. <laughs> At the Silver Gate, which is my favorite Yes album. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we, we we passed the security measures, both the Guardians and the gigantic Wall of Arrows, um, and we're uh, kind of in this weird little. So the pacing of these tower areas is kind of strange to me, which is like it's vaguely elemental themed area interspersed with like just tunnels and crypts, and it's pretty yeah. cool here because you're fighting what looks like xenomorphs. But they're actually elementals, according to the strategy guide. They have, yeah, they have elemental powers, which yeah. comes in later, which is very odd. But they are definitely like Giger aliens. <laughs> um, and I was really surprised when mm-hmm. the first one popped up. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It's not that I don't like it. <laughs> Why do they make their way into? Because we played Fallout Two for Watch Out for Fireballs, and uh-huh. they're just straight up xenomorphs in that for some reason yeah. too. They just get around, man. Huh. I mean, it's fine, and they fight a little differently too. Mm-hmm. So, like, fighting a bipedal human in this game is very different than fighting a, you know, a beast. Um, they have a kind of leaping attacks. They do more magic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trickier, and they fight in bigger groups. Yeah. And uh, you know? in this area, you know, more so than any area before, like, it kind of was a factor in the mines, but not as much here. Like, darkness. Like, mm-hmm. they could be around any corner. And this is probably the most, you know, areas with these guys, um, specifically with the dark, are the most, like, horror elements kind of places in the game yeah. i think yeah yep, yep. um so we're, we're only kind of like cruising through this place this will not be, no. be too much because we're on our way to the forest yeah. um which is one of the most like early kind of plot significant you know areas that you're going to get to like this is a um a sun you know cultural center yeah for one of the precursor races yeah, you're gonna yeah. run into this holy forest here yeah so like the, the, this is the area for the forest dwellers except there's only one of them left um, yeah, and uh, and the, the, there's a lot of significance applied to the forest because they say like this whole thing used to be much bigger, and this was like the holy land that was, you know, like light begat this place. Mm-hmm. And it is still kind of pretty, like it is, oh, yeah. you know, downright cheery looking <laughs> um, for it. And it operates as a hub in a weird way. Like, the tower is the obvious hub, but the four chests that are here and that mana potion mm-hmm. um, that is next to next to this lady. Um, I ended up going back to continuously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. In this, uh, like, once you get Earth Heal, and I forget exactly where that happens. I think it might be in the mausoleum. Like, it's pretty quick here. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like your like your mana potion becomes the thing that you need to uh, keep on top of. Yep, blue potions over red potions. Yep. Until eventually you get the the dual. Yeah, I think mean the the mana potion's red, which is a mm. shitty thing to correct you on. No, not in uh, in Link to the Past. Okay. It's not. That's what I was referring to. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, but I think like, I think that the progression goes blue water to red water to yellow water. Oh, okay. Least, I didn't realize yeah. that there were different. Like, I guess I knew that there were blue waters. Maybe <laughs> I never bottled the uh, the mana potion. I okay. had to have though. It's not green. Yeah. Nope. Oh well, shit. Never mind. I was referring well, to. Like, you, you, you are also colorblind. 
So that is a That's shitty true. thing to correct you on. I apologize. No, I'm not word blind though. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they probably they probably told me not regular blind. They probably told me like spelled it out. So I just forgot. I, I don't. I don't think they ever did. Oh, maybe not. Like 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 so so when you look at the healing the healing potion in your inventory, it just says recovers. You know, so and so. Like yeah, and just calls it a crystal vial. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of regardless. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, this is uh, this is super useful, um, and this has a bunch of uh, a bunch of items that are going to be useful later, uh, and you're going to be coming back here a, a, a lot. But uh, as mm-hmm. you talk to this last of the forest people, our name is Ayane Vigil. Yeah, because she's mm-hmm. keeping watch, right? Um, yeah, no. she's probably not named after somebody from the message board. <laughs> so maybe you know who knows. But uh, but she uh, she you know she's there. She tells you, yeah, that golem could probably open that door for you, but we need to give him some dew because that's what they uh, that that's that's what these guardians need. Because yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's Sean White encased with layers of sediment, and he, <laughs> if he doesn't jam some dew, he's not going to open no doors. In order to proceed, thou must do the dew. <laughs> like, the, the the forest was a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, before it fell. And that's part of the reason why it was so well loved. Yeah, well, everybody was doomed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got into that one sideways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, this, has a, this has a safe spot. And uh, um, once you figure out what the markers are for, you can put a marker here and it's really convenient. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that when you start getting the keys for it. But I was yeah. just confused by it when I first saw it. <laughs> Me too. You've received a marker at this point. You have. You have I the think. red one, but you don't have a wand that is that. You and don't so, have yeah, a wand could, to necessitate a marker. So you can put the marker in this in the slot, mm-hmm. which is a good idea. But you don't know why it's a good idea or why you should do it because yeah. it has no effect when you do it. Mm-hmm. And there are little pentagrams on the ground next to it too. And I was like, why? Oh, can I? Oh shit! I shouldn't step in that. <laughs> oh, I'll save and try it. Oh, I can step in it. Nothing happens. I click. I try spells. Nothing happens. Well, shit. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't make any sense. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but we'll the, get to and that I also thought good. I was convinced I'd have to fight this golem too. So I'm glad <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Instead, though, you have to go to these little tunnels full of like Sonics. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or did, did did they cast spells? I forget. Um, no, I don't think so. I think they're just quick. Damn it! I was hoping, they, I was hoping that they did cast spells because I would say they got to go blast. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, they go fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got to go fast. They're regular. They they they're, they're not not magic sonics. <laughs> um, this is one of the few places in the game where uh, enemies spawn in an unlimited fashion. Right. So it's not actually a bad place to level up if you want to do that. Like, there's a later area that is like the pro pro click place to level up, but mm-hmm. uh, this is not bad if you want to do that. Here. Right. Um. Yeah. It's pretty cool because you're in these kind of tunnels, and the, it's very much kind of a uh, kind of a demon ruins, uh, Isolith kind of kind of sense. Yeah, where the, the, they have these roots that are overtaking everything, which is a nice aesthetic thing because plants are scary. Um, your uh, your journal is really confusing here because it says you know it talks about the golems and it says uh, it's difficult to collect food for them due to the presence of the dark folk. Yeah, which like are these hedgehogs the dark folk? So I think like, that... that's amazing if that were true. I don't think it is true, but that would be incredible. So... Like just a, a ravaging band of hedgehogs in transcribing the journals you know from the screen and seeing the many different tenses and you know parts of speech that the dark ones were used as i i I really think that when they were writing those they just figured every enemy was a dark one yeah that like that's the presence of monsters even though there are some things that contradict it like there's parts where some of the old cultures are doing things to prepare for monsters before the dark ones were unleashed they refer to monsters as well but i think i think you're right it's just sloppy construction. Yeah. So. 
Uh, you know, and, and maybe maybe after all the golems had gone away, the dark ones had abandoned this and left it to go to uh, go to seed, right? So yeah, or they they didn't want to deal with the hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, like the conquering race of these cute little nuggets. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, yeah. So when you do the do, um, the golem <laughs> will open this mausoleum, which is a cool plot relevant and really cool, you know, neatly designed and an area you'll also be referring to or returning to. Yeah, yeah. From time to time, so th- it's it's very much kind of a like a like an end game return to something from the beginning kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So it, it it benefits to kind of learn from the geometry of this place. Yeah, yeah. And it has a couple of my favorite set pieces in the game mm-hmm. are in this area. Actually, like yeah, several of them. So I really like this area. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's not just another place with skeletons. Yeah, even though there are a lot of skeletons. Yeah, and one of the set pieces I love is full of skeletons. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. also animated armor, which I get behind. Um, yeah, I can get. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> I can get behind an animated armor, and they're tough too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because fighting more than one of them at once is very difficult because mm-hmm. they hit very hard. Yeah. And uh, they, 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 they spawn really slowly. So by the time you realize that you have a couple of them on you, um, it's way too late. <laughs> yep. Yeah, or they don't spawn slowly, but they but they come to life slowly. So you yeah. get down the middle of this hallway before you realize you have like five or six of them. Well, and, uh, to be fair, when I saw the armors, I was like, well, those are going to come to life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I was, I was trying to beat them out, but they, they trigger <laughs> at an inconvenient spot. Yeah. So yeah, um, you get down here and uh, you're searching for the Holy Crest, right? Which will, mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh, I forget what it does. I don't even know. Gets you to another area. Yeah, it does. It's a key. Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't. There's a lot of just key items. Yeah, you know the game, which um, I like. I don't, and and none of them have that like awesome Metroid dual utility. Like this opens up an area and I can use it as something. Yeah. Which is, you know, something I really appreciate. The closest they get to get they get to that is that some of the keys, so like the Earthful key, the Forestful key, um, open up treasure rooms. So if you remember yeah. that there's a door back there, so that's a little Metroidy, but it's not like they're giving you utility along with the ability to get to new to new areas, right? Right. They do that with the fire spell, but that's really the only time they do it. Pretty much. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. uh, um, a lot of the actions that uh, on the on the first floor here. So like this is where uh, the throne room is later, but uh, you're not able to get to that yet. Um, there's yep. a door that you can go to for like the passage of light, which is I fucking love the passage of light. <laughs> Me too, but it's not time like, yet. It is no, yeah. Here we come. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But God, do I love it. Yep, it's it's so weird. <laughs> so it's so weird. Yeah. Um, there's the there's the room of five wands with the eye wall puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Like these eyes just kind of like so you have to. Uh, it's like you you destroy or shut that eye, mm-hmm. so it doesn't uh, so it doesn't see you go into a room, <clears throat> and uh, create this, this like crushing ceiling puzzle mm-hmm. um, that comes down on you, which is you know real fun. Like the, the kind of animate masonry that starts showing up mm-hmm. in this game is really cool. Is this also man? Is this the area where there's the uh, the corpses hanging from the ceiling in that one room? <sighs> Maybe it is. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a spell you get in a room. The oh, yeah, is hanging to, from the ceiling. Yeah, you have to, and, and, and there's to, like one big mass at the center that you have to fireball down. Yeah, 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 and it's it's super spooky. Mm-hmm. Like it just you know this is like there's this is a part where there's like oh this game is actually kind of scary at parts, and just I love seeing that you know this this culture from you know this like amazing culture kind of brought low to this this kind of ruin, which is a real soulsy, yeah, you know kind of thing. I really like to see. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's notable is we've seen more we've seen more homes for dead people than like places anybody could inhabit. Yeah, we've seen one village. Yep, that was raised to the ground. Yeah, one of the houses is lousy with ant. 
<laughs> and then, but there's just all kinds of places to inter the dead, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to continue to be yeah. true. You know, the, the, like where, what to do with your dead is kind of a continuing theme. Like even when you start getting to the other areas, like they oftentimes have a graveyard, mm-hmm. you know, like death is a constant presence yeah. here. Yep. So speaking just real quick, because you know, not to, not for really due diligence, but just because I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last area, there was that, uh, the guy who lives in the, uh, the church. Did you run into him? I feel like it's oh, optional. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty optional. Like all the stuff that brings you up on the other side of that bridge. Um, yeah. 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 So but I like, love that. I love that encounter where like he is walled off from his loved ones because the graveyard is lousy with skeletons mm-hmm. and you go to clear the path for him to, and so you kill all the skeletons. And when you go back, he's a skeleton has gotten in and killed him anyway. Yep. And there's nothing you can do to save him other than just not talk to him. <laughs> um, but again, just like everything ends poorly for everyone. Yep. It's like super, super bleak. Um, you know, Oh, I just want to see my loved ones one last time. Well, I'll try nope. to help you. Nope. <laughs> you know, just by talking to me. You shouldn't have you wanted things. Darpa chief me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Three uh, guards. That's a big theme here. Definitely. Um. So the 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 reward for the for the eye puzzle is that you get the wands, uh, which kind of apply later. Uh, let's let's talk about those when we do the leap of faith that you have to do with it. Okay. Yeah. 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 But which uh, I really like. Yeah. I, I was really excited when that happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm more excited by this next. Big chamber. <laughs> yeah. So you go down uh, to the bottom, and uh, it's a it's a big room uh, that has a bunch of uh, has a bunch of like mausoleum like uh, individual casket kind of thing, uh, you know, chambers. Uh, but there's the skeleton who rings a gong, and it wakes mm-hmm. all of them up. Yep. And uh, they're primarily archers, mm-hmm. so it's very difficult. Like you might be able to actually fight your way out of this, but I've never done it. Right. Um, the correct way to do this, and I was very proud of myself when I figured this out, yeah. was is to shoot the bell yourself. Mm-hmm with an arrow and you can ring the bell again and put them all back to sleep. Right. So it's a cool little, like it's, you know, it's a puzzle like that actually has, you know, an effect. It's not just like a, a gate. Yeah. You know, you're making something easier for yourself. Mm-hmm. It lets you outsmart very, the problem. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, the key here is that that Holy crest, uh, that gets you out of here is way in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, there's a shady merchant, uh, down towards the bottom of this, I think he sells you another wand, possibly, although that might come later. Uh, just it's nice to find a merchant that isn't all the way back at the beginning of the game. Yeah, so, they're, I mean they're they're spread out all right, but then when you do have to backtrack to them, yeah, remembering where they're at is kind of a pain. Mm-hmm. So. And by your second or third merchant, like even with this guy, you could probably sell enough weapons and armor for money to not be an object at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more limited by your inventory size. Like the fact that I can only have ninety nine herbs is more limiting to me, right, than my money. Or 99 arrows was a bigger thing for me. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so let's talk about wands and markers uh, and fast travel because this is a really neat concept. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to put it shortly, uh, markers let you bookmark an area. Mm-hmm. So you can say, you know, like in these areas, they're usually along with save points. There is a uh, there's a statue that you can put a colored stone in. And then when you use that corresponding colored wand, it takes you back there. So there are places where it makes a lot of sense to put a marker down and it kind of lets you leapfrog from one area to the other um, by, you know, using this wand inside the pentagrams that are on the floor um, in order to set stuff up. And uh, that is kind of the, uh, you know, warping from bonfires um, Mm -hmm. aspect of the game. Yeah. And you get it roughly, you know, like a little bit closer than halfway through. But, you know, they the same similar to bonfires. They hide it behind, you know, a lot of content. Yeah. 
in the game. I mean, it is very neat. I like how customizable it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I would kind of set up, like I set up what is almost like a trade route to go back to this, uh, the fountain in the forest to get mana potion yep. and then back to, uh, you know, and then I could visit this merchant down here. Mm-hmm. And then the one closest to the merchant that would sell arrows and then back wherever I was yeah. eventually, like once I had the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. And you, you, uh, you eventually get five of them. Yeah, which is pretty generous. Yeah. Um, and, you, and, you know, you won't really need – like five will get you everywhere you need to go. You don't right. need any more than that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but, not, and it's, it's not kind permanent of, either, so. Yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. You, you, can, you can remove them. Um, and the way – I love the way that it uh, marks the progress. So you have to use these to continue. Yeah. You have a marker, but you don't have the appropriate wand for it. Mm-hmm. You do have a wand. Well, I found a marker in a stone. What happens if I use it? Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. Yeah. Like you have no idea where you're at really. Like the architecture is familiar and you're not actually that far. Like you are connected to some areas that you've been near, but it's not immediately obvious. Really where you're at is just on the other side of that floor of the, of the tower. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you totally feel like you're in this alien land. Uh, not the least of which, because you have a lot of aliens aliens. around you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you end up in this area, um, you can head off towards the, the right, and there is the Craftsman Workshop. Mm-hmm. Craftsman's Workshop, which is a frustrating, useless area. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I got really annoyed by this. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, I know that my weapons are degrading. At some point, I'm going to run into a blacksmith and start working on this. Mm-hmm. You know, or be able to do it. And that, that is true, but it doesn't happen with the Craftsman. You just run into a disembodied voice here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, who talks about kind of the ancients and... Uh, the dark one gives you a little bit of plot stuff, mm-hmm. but he's not useful to you. Like there's there's a couple of treasure chests here, but there's really nothing else you can do. Like maybe you get a spell, but there are so many of those that, yeah, 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 or yeah, or a weapon or something like that. There's like a little trap. It's such a small little area, mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, shit. I thought this was going to be like, oh, this is my first like major shop, or this is going to be something yeah. empowering or useful, and it wasn't at all. Which, like, from a cultural standpoint, like, it just says that, oh, different areas in this tower, different parts of the city were wards for these different, you know, kinds of people who serve different functions, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that serves no purpose to you in a game that has so little context to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and this area is so small. Like, there's Mm -hmm. nothing about this that, like, screams craftsmen. Nope. Except for the fact that there's, like, a forge Mm -hmm. right there. But you can relight. I forget what that does, but you can do it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, I think you can, you can come back and then Arx Angelus uh, speaks again, but it's never it's never fully useful, right? He never yeah he never comes to life, which is what I thought was going to happen. Like oh yeah. he's trapped or you know something like that. Nothing you know even when you free like a blacksmith at some point he doesn't come here, right? So yeah, blah. But the important part of making that leap of faith through the wands is to uh, get to the other side of the tower uh, and uh, put down another gate, which gives you access to the Earth Folk area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the Earth Folk, which are real creepy little troglodytes. <laughs> yep. Like, you're maybe expecting cute fantasy dwarves, and they are not. No, no. The, the, the dwarves did exist, but, like, what you're seeing are, like, these weird remnants who have yeah. kind of taken over their burrow holes, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. really hedgehogged them. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um it's yeah. a real confusing area. So it's like it's like it's set up like a beehive almost with the different like cubbies and stuff. It's cool how you have to like cross this weird bridge with the wyverns behind you. But mm-hmm. like the but the actual area itself kind of feels like 
a hub in almost the most literal sense and that there's just a central area with a bunch of useless stuff off the side of it. There's a really, really good sword that's hidden here. Yeah. Um, there's like, yeah, there's like a little path you can go off of and I can't remember which sword it is, but it's the sword I used for a long time. You know what? You know why I'm frustrated? Because getting to the save point here required you to do some like weird leaps of faith. Like actually jumping from one path to the other. It's yeah. It's not immediate for you, which would make sense. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not that noteworthy of a, an area. They do have those big creepy, uh, flowers. Yeah. Like, or different, different big creepy flowers, but again, flowers are creepy mm-hmm. in general. Reminded me um, of the, of the, of the pod flowers from zombies at my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, a, that's very close. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. But the real meat of this area is where the earth folk and the dwarves presumably worked, which was the refinery. Yeah. Yeah. There, this is, this is a, a big, long, puzzly stretch of game like i remember feeling you know spending a lot of time here as well like this felt very very long yeah so this was you know this was the like the 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 real kingsfield starts here moment mm-hmm. um yeah but uh yeah like, the, big the, difficulty spike here definitely um primarily because so this area is frozen over mm-hmm. which i love i love how different it is like it, it's you know it's a nice environmental change um, but the enemies you fight here, you fight ice pill bugs, no right. problem. Yeah. I fought pill bugs, but these, uh, ice golems, um, yeah. Which do the most awesomely animated Kung Fu moves at you. They yeah. They, they, like you said on Facebook, <laughs> they, yeah. they do karate like Mac from Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what they look like. Yeah. Um, but they hit like a goddamn motherfucker yes, they and do. they're fast and uh-huh. you fight them in groups and they shoot spells at you that will freeze you mm-hmm. that are scatter like a area effect kind of yeah. shotguns of ice. It looks like you're, you would be able to get into the gaps between them, but you never will. Yeah. <laughs> Stop you're, you're too thick. Yeah. So these, these things are really hard. Like I, I usually end up beating them by kind of spamming spells, Yeah. you know, or cheesing them with a door, <laughs> but uh, they're very difficult. And uh, like you, you are going to be spending a lot of time in this area because it's effectively three areas in one. So like, mm-hmm. a, so like a key card in Metal Gear Solid, or mm-hmm. like uh, you know any given stage in Metroid Prime, um, it changes state depending on the on the temperature. And so yeah. like it, it, it very much is you know instead of being ta- you know sta- stacked on top of something else uh, physically, it's stacked on top of something else almost temporally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so you work your way through through this frozen area and and it's uh oh the other thing too is your visibility goes to zero yeah like uh, the like ice the... fog so it's so easy to get fucking lost in here mm-hmm. um and it restricts the color palette too so there's less uh there's less visible um that there are fewer visible landmarks for you to yeah. uh, for you to attach uh significance to right yeah very confusing for me like i probably you know i spent a long time here um but you're trying to get through here just to get to the fire caverns mm-hmm. um, which are the opposite and uh, it's full of sweet dragons. Yeah. Well, sweet. They look kind of like uh, Godzilla suits. Yeah, they're they're, they're a little dumpy. They look like um, like dragons that uh, Merlin's apprentice would turn into, and in, like Sword <laughs> in the Stone. Yeah. Like, they're kind of dumpy Disney dragons. Mm-hmm. But still dragons. Yeah. And uh, they'll, they'll, they'll breathe fire on you. They'll still they'll still fuck your shit, right? Yeah. 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 I found these guys a lot easier than the ice golems, but the difficulty spike is still kind of there. Like this is we're still in higher level. Kind of challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, what you're working your way towards in this first run into the fire caverns is kind of this big, uh, fat, afrit kind of thing. 
uh, that is mm-hmm. blocking some of the, the. You get the sense that he's blocking some of the uh, lava from the from the refinery area, right? Yeah, just with his body. Yep. Like he he is just like jammed. You know, oh shit, he got jammed in there. Like somebody <laughs> needs to come along with a broom and just sweep him out. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he he is just blocking the hole <laughs> with his chub. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He shoots a uh, little fire goose at you. Kind of a fun fight. I think, like, just in terms of, like, what you see, it's less attrition and more, like, trying to manage a crowd, which is... Which yeah, is yeah, he's constantly creating kind of a mob yeah. around him, so you need to concentrate on being able to kill him, you know, as well as... Uh, and you have the light spell at this point, which was the spell I ended up using the most. Um, oh, like after, Flash, after, yeah. Yeah. So Flash, you know, is very useful mm-hmm. for this. It pierces. It's, like, a really good... Uh, Good spell that pierce it, or it kind of when it hits something, it kind of explodes and will hit things near it, right. um, which is good for these crowds. Yeah, and uh, that's how I end up taking this guy out. Yeah, so pretty fun fight in terms of mm-hmm. you know Kingsfield boss fights, and what this does mm-hmm. is it uh, it changes the the refinery by putting way too much lava. Yep, it's yeah. one way or the other. <laughs> yep, like somebody needs to pour this this bowl of hot porridge into this yeah. bowl of cor- cold porridge. Yeah, no, a little bit too much salt water. You got to keep pinching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pinchies, pinchy, pinchy dies no matter what. Yeah, things feel that's a tragic end for everybody. Yeah. Um, but and this is kind of a weird boss rush. You're just like fighting mm-hmm. bosses here. Yeah, left, left and right. right. Like eight hours before the first one, mm-hmm. and then another couple hours. <laughs> And then three of them in a row. And then nothing but boss fights until credits. Yeah, and then lots of, yeah, tons of boss fights. Yeah. Um, Because when you go back to the ice area, um, you've seen a gigantic frozen, a couple (laughs) frozen people, a frozen regular sized dwarf and a frozen giant dwarf. Yeah. Um, and, and this yeah. is this is the this is the king of the earth folk who uh, yeah um, in the journal it says like for pretty much no reason he just decided to to to, to freeze all of it to, to to burn and then freeze all of his people except, yeah and, and then himself so was he so do you think so let's let's do some classic bonfire side chat oh boy out of our ass like so I, I I referenced it earlier and I honestly forgot it wasn't me trying to be oblique about it. I feel like those little bug things never come up again, like okay. those little soldier bugs. Is that true, or am I am I forgetting something? Because could that be the reason why this guy went insane and why the forest prince went insane and opened up the the dark? So there are two possibilities behind that, which is it did stop, or I stopped taking notice of it. Okay. Yeah. You definitely like. I feel like when you kill, I mean, it might just be you're no longer fighting humans. Right. So that's, and that's what the bugs, you know, that's where they live. But there is like a theming of insanity, like rulers kind of going insane Mm -hmm. in this, uh, in this game. And we've been, we've met with a, like a tiny bug creature that can crawl into things, heads and drive them insane. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like too big of a stretch to think those might be related. Like, I wonder if those are the, the dark ones. Oh, huh. I can see that because because there's, there's no real motivation given for the prince. To, uh, to 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 open to, up yeah the, to open up the the seal or whatever right so like maybe that's what it is and that ties in with that theme of corruption like yeah. it's not just like a monster you're fighting it's and when you actually get to the end which we we haven't talked about yet it is like a big creepy organic you know trippy hellscape yeah. pretty much uh-huh. that could you know that is kind of insectoid mm-hmm. you know in nature like it looks a little bit like an insect warren oh so so it's it's like a very literal physical corruption it's not like it's tempting them with evil it's like that it yeah actually gets I mean, it could this. be a metaphor with that but it's actually yeah. is something like this is a thing taking over you and kind of driving you mad it's like the yurks from animorphs 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, buddy. Okay. Um, the Yerks? Yeah. Y-E-E-R-K-S. They were slugs that, uh, oh, okay. that, that, that crawled into people's brains, um, and basically assimilated them. So they would continue acting like they were, um, part of the leadership, right? So they would target, um, they would go after high profile, uh, profile targets, but they would be serving the Yerk Imperium. And that's what the Animorphs were fighting against. Holy okay. shit. I did come of age in like 1999 through yeah, 2001. Christ. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did read those like that was the young adult novel of of, of my time. So mm. Yep, don't, um, don't worry. They're probably they're probably Yorks. You're probably right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's probably an Animorphs crossover. <laughs> um, yeah. When we eventually get to the Animorphs chapter of Bonfireside Chat, that'll yeah. come first in the uh... No, it's that wasn't an endorsement. I enjoyed my time with Animorphs. No, no, I'm not I'm okay, not cool. necessarily Don't judge me, Gary. That. Come on. I don't, I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. Animorphs. I just it's, it just it's a funny name to me. Yeah. And there's that that Photoshop of the guy turning into the red peanut. The red peanut man, yeah. which is one of my favorite images. Yep. Um, so, that, please tell me that's going to be in the show notes. Oh yeah, that, that's one of my favorite okay. things. I'll put that I'll put that image anywhere. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. But so, I, yeah, so maybe. Maybe that's that's what's going on. That's as plausible as anything. I mean, like it, it very it very much could be. Like the the only thing the only other thing that I could say would be like that it is a conspiracy against it. So like you know like the Earth folk are different than the, than than the forest folk, and the, the that this guy, um, you know, saw that there was dissent from within and saw the the opportunity for power. But that could totally be motivated by brain bugs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards brain bugs at yeah. this point. Like somebody somebody who has a better idea or knows something that contradicts that, you know, right in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the, there's probably something in the first three games that, pro- that, that that like talks about the way that demons influence people. But uh, again, if it's demon influence, that just could be that could just be how they do it. There might be, but even though the the first three games are like explicitly disconnected, right? From these, so they they don't have they don't share references other than the Moonlight Sword. Okay. And the first three games are about. Seath and like another gigantic dragon yeah. fighting. Okay. Like they're real weird. Okay. So hmm. yeah. anyway, you, I, so you fight him because he's got brain bug probably. He's got brain bugs. Let's roll with it. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty fun fight uh, just because uh, the, this does feel more like a duel than some of the other ones were. Mm-hmm. Um, at, le- at least yeah, in, to my memory. Yeah. You're in a big empty room mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, he attacks, he hurts really, really bad, but he attacks relatively slowly. So you're constantly trying to get on his side or back up enough to dodge his attacks. Right. Um, which, you know, you don't do a lot of dodging in this game. Right. So, so it is a fun fight. He's also like the, you know, there's no boss arenas or, or fog walls or anything like that. So you can fight him that way. You can also um, get him kind of tripped on the door. <laughs> like most bosses, you can open the door, hit them, and then close the door. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to. And that will that will do it. Like, they all have non-standard cheesing ways of killing them. Not all of them, but most of them. And this guy I fought legit, but the next guy I did not. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, you kill him and then you get the uh, you get the icon of ice, uh, which is how you kind of even things out. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, additionally, you know, it wasn't just the mean dwarfs. It was the, it was the nice dwarfs, too. Um, yeah. Har- Harmura Forge Fist. Yeah. So I only <laughs> ever. Forge Fist is cool. Yep. That part sounds cool. I only ever learned these names after the fact, like when I was putting the notes together. So it's hard for me to attach these to people. But I feel that in the inter- in the interest of specificity, I think we have to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, and, the, and if and in the interest of there's something more to it than we're picking up. Yeah, true. But this is the blacksmith. 
Is it? That, uh, um, is, well, is he? Did you, did you run into the blacksmith? No, I never did. Oh, neither did I. There is a blacksmith. I think it is this guy. Okay. Um, but I couldn't find him. Right. He goes back to the Earth Folk. There's an area in the Earth Folk. No, no, he's not the blacksmith. He is just the guy who goes back. He's next to a chest hammering. Right. There is a blacksmith. I know it from Game Facts. <laughs> I didn't go back and repair my equipment before the end of the game because it takes they you they traffic in time. Oh. So you lose the equipment for a while and then you have to walk around. Oh my god. And like by the time I got to the end of this game, I was nope. You know, <laughs> like I'm enjoying this, but I don't need to do that. Well by the time I get to I'm the end of this game, it. you have Muse Armor and you're done. Well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't even have Muse Armor. I just had the Moonlight Sword and the fact that the end boss is not actually like a combat encounter really. Okay. So I was able to, to cruise through that way. Yeah. Like the end, the end boss of this is the dragon god, so <laughs> and not quite, but it isn't a it yeah. isn't a fight, right. really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but hmm. yeah, but, but there is a blacksmith. We don't know where he is. Nope. Know, neither of us met him. I assumed you had, but no, no. Like I, I'd write oblique references. I mean, like up to this point, you're picking up earth stones, which talk about durability. Yeah, I never found yeah, the, or, I never found the need for it because durability, you know, it affects your item's performance, just like in you know any number of RPGs, Dark Souls included. Um, but you're switching items so much, and you're getting so many of them. Yeah, like oh, you my cool, you know, fire elemental sword is damaged. Well, I'll just switch to my wind, yep. my water. My ice my or my light elemental sword. Yeah, my heart elemental sword. I'll just switch to any number of these. Like, because at this point, like, especially the forge is really when it starts happening where you were just getting spoiled. Yeah. As far as equipment goes, like, it just flow in. You're spoiled for spoils. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like, I thought kind of in the back of my head that maybe he went someplace and took up uh, the role of the blacksmith. But, uh, but no, please correct us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I think I read it. Contact. Yeah, tell us if it's useful too. I think he's in the um, the Earth Folk like Warrens. Mm-hmm. I think is where he goes. But I never went back there to re-explore. There's very little like reason other than a couple of those chests to go back and re retread areas. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you get this high kind of ice, and you know you're backtracking back to the uh, back to the fire cavern um, mm-hmm. in order to uh, in order to go to this kind of control room esque structure. That overlooks yeah. the entire the entire fire cavern and place the uh, the icon of ice in order to uh, you know a mellow out the refinery but b create this totally not obvious path to the uh, to the fire demon. Yep, 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 yep. To fight um, what I think is probably like this is the only boss fight in the game I couldn't legitimately beat. Yeah, like I ended up cheesing. Yeah, I kept dying to him and I got real good at the Dark Souls like run from the save point without having to fight every little thing. Yeah. So I would speed run to him so I can just give it lots of tries. But he just, you know, did too much damage to me to to kill him. Maybe I hadn't leveled up my fire resistance as much as you had because uh, if you were using it before you did barrels, it's possible that yours was second level. And I know that makes a huge difference. I'm pretty sure my fire shield was only first level. but. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a lot of trouble with him, but mostly because of the uh, because of the arena. He would knock me yeah. off because of that. Uh, but, you know, for what I now know is the stun locking thing. Yeah, um, just it would, I, I would just find myself backed into uh, backed into a ledge. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's instant death. There's no no handrails. Yeah. You can do what I did, which was stand at the doorway and just shoot him with arrows. Oh. And it doesn't. It's not like uh, it doesn't take that long. You know, it's like thirty or forty arrows, and it'll do it. Okay. Um, so yeah. I found myself I was using the uh, the second level ice attack spell, which uh, mm. like through the through the big hunk of ice at him, um, mm-hmm. and then I would do that until until it became inconvenient to do that, um, and then yeah. I went up and finished him off with my with my hand to hand weapon. Yeah, I had a real. I mean, he may not be objectively the hardest boss in the game, but I had a real hard time with him. He's real hard. I died like five or six yeah. times. So yeah, 
So yeah, oh, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah. One thing to note, like like he's he's dude sized. He's a dude sized yeah. boss. Like and until you get to the end where you're actually just inside the boss enemy. Yeah. Um, none of the bosses are that big, so they don't no. play with scale like the like the Souls games do. No, and this guy has that, and oftentimes since they're dude sides, they're usually quick as well. Yeah. Um, which like they and they have a turning radius, or like you know, or they can they can turn around, which you can't. Which just makes like having something really quick and that mo- is moving around you yeah. really difficult when you can't you turn so slowly mm-hmm. to face the threat. Um, so it kind of requires a spatial awareness that is difficult for first person games, where you don't really have the option to turn and put this thing in your field of view, and you don't necessarily want to put it in your field of view. You just want to get away, but you have to kind of memorize where he might be on the screen while repositioning yourself. Yeah. And if you're wrong, like he can, he can fuck you over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, beating him, I forget if he gives you anything for it. Like there's a fire spell that you get and there's uh there's some armor that is not that useful because putting it on keeps you from being able to use ice spells. Like yeah. the, 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 that's one of the trade-offs that the elemental armors end up making you make. Um, but uh, you're just like, why can't I cast the spell? Oh, because I'm wearing this thing because it has the best stats. Yeah. Well, shit. You just have to figure it out too. It yeah. doesn't tell you that. It's like you're just cramming on the the spell button and just nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. it also mellows out the refinery. Uh, so there are some things you can do. Um, did you get the black scar? <laughs> yeah, the weapon, the the sword that's floating in the pool of lava. Yeah, the Excalibur. <laughs> so. Yeah, yep, in the in the pool of lava. Which you just there's no trick to it. You just nope. have to get in there real quick and get out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And that's, it's not a bad weapon. I ended no, up using it. I used, you know, I used it for a good long time. while until uh, until something better came along. But uh, the tsunami, like the, 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 the yeah, the tsunami. <laughs> tsunami is great. Maybe yeah, because that's in the next in, in the next area. But uh, yeah, but like the tsunami the, rules like that. Yeah. yeah, but like the refractory period on this was so short. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. the grossest way to describe how long a weapon would be effective. <laughs> yeah. <it's not> <laughs> <really>. <laughs> the grossest and question- most questionably accurate. Like, yeah, kind of. Refractory period. <laughs> you know, just like the time between when you get your sword, when you unsheath your sword, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And we can unsheath it again. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> but mm. um, the moral is the Earth Folk area. <laughs> segue, segue, segue. Yeah, um, you, the- get, you get to it and you get a bridge key and another kind of key. Of some kind. Mm-hmm. Again, we're going to lose that stuff, but you head back to the tower. Yeah. Um, because we're going to go to another floor of the tower. Yes, we are. In the next episode. In the next episode. Bum, bum, bum. What, what are we doing next time? Mm-hmm. Um, next time, we are going to find out what happened of the Haladin expedition and learn what the Witta are. And yeah. I love the Witta. The Witta are clo- the closest thing in this game to like a like a culture that you fully explore. Mm-hmm. Like you spend more time in Wida architecture and culture than any other thing. Right. And they're real creepy and they're fun fights. And I really like them. Yeah. So I think the, the, uh, the seaside tower or whatever is probably my favorite area in the game. Oh yeah. Without as far as just kind of like soulsiness and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a real proto sense fortress. For sure.
So, so this being a weirdo episode, um, we're going to be doing our responses and miscellaneary kind of in the middle since there isn't really a wrap-up episode. So uh, we're going to read the responses we have so far. We still encourage you to send them our way. Mm-hmm. Duckview.tv forward slash contact. Yeah, we'll and have uh, some miscellaneary about... Or go, I'm, I'm sorry, I cut I'm, you off. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll have another one of these, so don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and if you have things to say about Kingsfield while we're talking about Dark Souls 2, we'll read it. Yeah. Fuck it. If you have things to say about Dark Souls now, mm-hmm. we'll read it, as you'll see in a moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So why don't you guys start off with Trent? Yes. So Trent says, via the contact form, duckfeed.tv slash contact, I'm really excited that you guys are planning on talking about the game. Sorry, this was from a while ago, so I didn't edit out the planning. <laughs> um, after playing the game for a few hours, I definitely realized some huge similarities between uh, Kingsfield 4 and the Soul series, namely Dark Souls. The evolution of the Soul series from the Kingsfield games is very interesting when compared to the evolution of the Elder Scrolls series. The first few Kingsfield games are uh, were very similar to the Elder Scrolls Arena and the Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. Both of these series were very lonely, slow, and deliberate RPG adventure games. However, they've, uh, they veered off into two directions completely, with the Elder Scrolls series focusing heavily on world-building, intertwining lore, and a huge scale, and the Soul series uh, focusing on perfecting the mechanics and the atmosphere of the Kingsfield series. Also, did anyone else jump into the well in the town square? It gave me a good laugh when I died, considering I did some. Uh, considering that I did the same thing in Dark Souls. What is with the well? Uh, what is with wells being tricks in FromSoft when some uh, when FromSoft is involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting point. Yeah. About the Elder Scrolls and in uh, Kingsfield. Yeah, because where they kind landed is so around. different from where they began. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're you know they're, I'm a you know I like the Elder Scrolls games. Mm-hmm. I, I will play you know I end up playing through them you know once when they come out. Like I was excited to play Skyrim. I yep. played through it once. It was fun. Um, but it's a, it is very interesting what kind of things are you know like this concentrating on kind of core gameplay and mm-hmm. esoteric deeper appeal. Mm-hmm. You know is the kind of reason you know is the reason why we're not doing like our Elder Scrolls cast right right now. Like I don't those games like there is a lot of lore to it, and some of it is interesting, but it's not like them kind of concentrating on that, um, you know, really just kind of like the 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 bigness and the the oblique or not oblique uh, direct world building mm-hmm. is just a lot less interesting to me yeah. than kind of this other path, you know? I, yeah, no, I mean, I, so. I love I love drawing conclusions from <laughs> the vaguest hint of maybe a trend or pattern as we've seen and like dark souls mm-hmm. says hey maybe this the way this stuff is arranged says something about these people whereas in elder scrolls which is fine i enjoy reading a thing about people but like the elder scrolls comes out and says like the character sheet for this race or for this you know so and, right. so. and th- there's a place right. for both of them but i think that you know that the dark souls one has more room for conversation around it yeah Yep. yep, yep. I totally agree. Yeah. I feel the need to add on to Gary's uh, thing saying I like the Elder Scrolls too. Um, the Elder Scrolls as well. I've never played uh, uh, Daggerfall. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, Oblivion's uh, Skyrim. I really, really love the uh, um, Shivering Isles expansion for uh, for Oblivion, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the best uh, kind of standalone expansions I've ever played, really, I think. But uh, but yeah, so it's not like a Eastern game is better than Western. I'm not saying that. No, no. And typically, I think the opposite of that. Me too. This is a weird exception for me. Like I'm usually like a sneering Westernist when it comes to games. <laughs> but the um, yeah, I like them too. I 
the uh, I, even though I've never played the early ones, but knowing that they have maybe they are a little Kingsfieldy, mm-hmm. and I never really thought about that. I've been trying to you know I've been hunting down trying to hunt down Kingsfield experiences. Yeah. Played a little bit of Ultima Online or Ultima Underground, right? Um, and stuff like that. I'm trying to get that that feel. So maybe I'll go a little bit further back, and maybe they'll be a little bit more oblique then as well. Yeah. Like they'd almost have to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so we have some kind of miscellaneary uh, that we're going to talk about that was suggested to us by various people. Yeah. Um, They're just kind of notes. <laughs> and we don't have tons to say on them, but we just want to touch on them. Yeah. Um, so one, uh, I think that we got all the way through Dark Souls, uh, you know, Bonfire Side Chat Season 1 without talking about Vagrants. I want to say that we brought them up, like, obliquely or, like, kind of in the margins, but we never fully addressed them because I don't know that there is a wide understanding of how they work even still today. Although there are people like Illusory Wall um, who are doing, you know, God's work by trying to figure out what yeah. the fuck From put into that. Um, Hellkite, Hellkite Drake, using some of the data from Illusory Wall, just put up a, a really good video that explains the mechanics. Uh-huh. Of uh, of vagrants. Okay, it's really great. Like I yeah. can't recommend it enough. It's not like uh, he doesn't have the same kind of. Um, it's not lore based. It's all mechanical. So right. it is, uh, but it's really well produced and and uh, really interesting information. Yeah, um, I can't think of a lore reason for vagrants other than just worlds colliding and interconnecting. Yeah. yeah. No, so that, like <laughs> enforcing that idea that like what happens in one world impacts another. Yeah. Well, no, Power Man Five Thousand warned us, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I just, I just, I just love the idea of these, of of these interdimensional time crabs. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, aesthetically, it can just well, be real fun. Did you? You've run into them, right? Oh, never in or the game. No. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I have one, and it's on camera. It's in the the let's play I did of my faith build mm-hmm. when I was trying to sequence break and get down to uh, get Rhea early. Mm-hmm. So, like, as soon as you could get Rhea, I was trying to go down to the catacombs blind to go fight those guys um, so I could get her spells because I wanted offensive miracles because miracles are shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, had tons of souls, lost them, um, and it was super frustrating. And it was going down to go fight, you know, Nito and Vince, and uh, or Nico and Vince, and got shot in the back by something, and I had no idea what it was. <laughs> uh, and it killed me, like it one-shotted me. And then uh, turned around, you know, switched the camera around, and there was an evil vagrant there because I had lost a bunch of souls. Did you, did you know what it was? Up. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'd heard of them and 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 stuff. Yeah. Um, that was the first one I've seen. I've seen another one since then, actually. Hmm. Um, but it's always it feels like Christmas. <laughs> you run into a vagrant, like it's just so rare, and just like staying there, blocking them, and letting them just attack you, and seeing their attacks and everything. Yep, it's super fun. Yeah, and what's great? Did you run like, into a drift item, or go ahead? Go ahead. Uh, I, I believe I did run into a drift item, and I made the mistake of picking one up. So, mm. like, I know yeah. that you're it's not. A, it's a weird thing, like. If you want the, the the vagrants to spawn, you don't pick up drift items, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You wouldn't know. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, pick definitely. Up a thing. But but like, but I, I kind of that's the point I was going to make, which is that uh, as these mechanics are better understood, there's going to be like this etiquette that revolves around like, okay, if we all kind of pitch in and understand this a little bit better, there will be more vagrants for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, so, so do your part. <laughs> do your part. Don't pick up that bag. Um, don't, don't yeah. nab that yeah, don't, bag. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. And, and if you're gonna, if you're gonna warp back to a bonfire, drop something. Oh yeah. Try if you, if you have it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but, certain uh, items like, like prism stones and pure purge stones and yeah. So it's like, like, like stuff that would be considered precious by like the, like the base, uh, economies of the game, but not really once you get to a, you know, a time where you're concerned about vagrants, um, are what you can drop. 
to, yep. to, to make them smaller. Yeah, there's a specific item you can find out there or a list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, they're pretty neat. I, I don't have a lower explanation for them, but they're cool. Yeah. This is just a little bit of an offshoot of that, but you mentioned miracles are shit. Do you think that with the better co-op, like like once they figure out co-op um, in Dark Souls mm-hmm. 2, if they do, um, although I'm led to believe that it is it is uh, tits, um, <laughs> do you think that miracles will serve more of a function? Like, like are they going to get miracles right this time? Like we're hoping they get dragon <laughs> encounters right. They'll make some of them will be so like stuff like the princess guard. You know, yeah. like I can heal my friends, I can regenerate my friends. That stuff yeah. will become useful. Yeah, as you know, because to. co-op looks like it has a huge yeah. As opposed to just you know, who's in the princess guard? Yeah, nobody. Um, yeah. So I'm just I'm just curious to see as we as we draw closer and closer, <laughs> more of these questions, yeah. more articles are popping up that I am uh, furiously avoiding reading. Although sometimes the headlines spoil it, which is by pre-ordering it we get uh, access to better weapons earlier, which I feel very conflicted about. Yeah. Yeah, and you eventually will be able to get them, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, those yeah, first I don't, I don't like that either. Crucial. Anyway, but I, I wouldn't want them either, though. <laughs> right. Or like, I mean, like, I'm just not going to use them. Like, mm-hmm. if I if I start the game with a black knight sword, I'll drop it. I suppose that's you know? what I meant. Yeah, create a, create a drift item, hopefully. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, or whatever the equivalent mm-hmm. is. Yeah. God, there's going to be so many weird fucking little things we don't know anything <laughs> about. It's <gonna> be great. <laughs> I love it. So there's a correction on the Berserk stuff that you, Gary, having read further than I, um, are probably a better position to, to, to make. I fucked up. <laughs> what? Yeah, I said I fucked up. Oh. Um, yeah. So just uh, in the last episode, or the second Berserk episode, I talked about the Wario Knight, and I mentioned how his identity had not been revealed yet. It actually has, and uh, it's a Zahn, you know, Farnese's companion, um, who you know we hadn't seen since the, the second eclipse, but... He, you know, stands up and reveals himself in a spectacular fashion, and I just glossed over it because I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's actually who, who that is, and <laughs> it's not actually a mystery. Yeah. He's been off cultivating his mustache. Exactly. Or <laughs> growing the mustache on his armor. His <laughs> companions still don't know that it's him, but the, the audience does know. Okay. So We call that dramatic irony. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you said dramatic irony. <laughs> well, maybe may possible. <laughs> Strum and drong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> any number of terms which might apply. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, so, and then just uh, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. We have a couple other little note things, but we're running into some technical difficulties. They're making it difficult to continue. So yeah. we're gonna go ahead and and uh, wrap up with our admin stuff for sure. So thank you everybody for listening. Um, one thing that does always help us and will uh, continue to help us as we get into uh, Dark Souls Two season is uh, is iTunes ratings and reviews. If you mm-hmm. are not averse to uh, to using iTunes, leaving us a review or a rating or liking a review that you like um, actually does help us rise in the ratings. Uh, puts us on what's hot and it helps other people find out about the show. So when yeah. Dark Souls is on people's tongues, they're going to be looking for this stuff, and we're going to be right there. And uh, just think of it as giving a thing you like to a complete stranger. Yeah, yeah, and it also makes us feel good. Yeah, well, you you know, know. which shouldn't be your main reason to do it, but it's true. <laughs> true. Um, the other thing that makes us feel good is listening to our other shows. Um, so if you want to check out um, a little, just me and Cole kind of dissecting a game very similar to this, you can check out Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a uh, you know different old game every uh, every time we play. And I think at the time you hear, or every time we record, um, I think at the time you're hearing this, the next game we'll be doing will be A Link to the Past. Yeah. So, fan favorite. Which, of course, you're an everybody favorite, a human favorite. Yeah, yeah, human favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you guys like that game. Um, so definitely check out that show. Um, you can also check out, on the video game tip, The Level, 
which is a uh, video game roundtable discussion with Cole and some of his buddies. Um, they do, you know, what you play in, kind of uh, uh, news and general topics. It's very good. Um, and real quick, because we didn't mention it last episode, if you like uh, survival horror, you should oh. check out Hexcrank. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, the, the most recent article was about Sweet Home, and the next one coming up is about Uninvited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love me some Uninvited. You should play Sweet Home. Like, yeah, it's, I read the thing. It sounds like I should. Yeah. Yeah, did you on the Retronauts I was on? Yeah, this I heard was, it. <laughs> yeah, the thing like they, like they, these weird co-concurrences that just keep happening. Yeah, yeah, like that's what Capcom decided to localize instead yeah. of uh, so sweet home. Damn them! <laughs> um, Such a weird choice. But yeah, Hexcrank. It's just uh, we. Uh, I, it's me writing way too long articles about uh, the games that I love, which are survival horror games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely worth your worth your time. Yeah. Also worth your time is check it out, Comrade, which is your guide to the indie games you ought to be playing. Um, yeah. So spoiler free, um, at least for the first part, and it's it's uh, Gary and Nick Glauber, um, also of the network, and uh, occasional guest on Bonfire Side Chat, walking through an indie game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not uh, just kind of like um, touching yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, not walking through, yeah. but like yep. super, tell, super telling short. you why you should check it out, comrade. Yep, indeed, comrades. Games uh, <laughs> by the people for the people. Um, and then in addition, we do a show called Abject Suffering, which is really kind of our farkin farking i was trying to say farting around and dicking around and it came out as farking around so it's our farking around show because we are are noted posters on fark.com yeah yeah this is yeah because it is 2003 yeah because we live in the past um the uh yeah so we both fart and dick on this show and uh we use bad games as a structure for it but that's not actually what it's about nope and it's about a half hour and we both really like it yeah so Mm mm-hmm yeah. Check that shit. So it's a big old gigantic network and there's plenty of content that we, uh, you know, we like it because we make it and uh, we mm-hmm. hope that you like it too. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Dark Souls 2 comes out real soon. Yes, it does. Um, go if you're going to be buying Dark Souls 2, go to uh, duckfeed.tv slash chip jar and order it through our Amazon link. Uh, we, get, we get a little kickback through that. does not cost you anything extra. And that goes a long way towards um, helping us host the show. And, uh, you know, just, uh, making it, uh, making this something we can do <laughs> realistically mm-hmm. financially. So, yeah. Yep. We are not men with money. <laughs> um, we are not men of means. Nope. The, uh, yeah. So definitely, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, do all those things. And then, uh, what else do with, do they do? <laughs> what well, else do they what, do? What, what, yeah. What, what, uh, what other sign off do we have for the show? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because last, last week I said, watch out for brain bugs. But like mm-hmm. we we expounded yeah. upon that more. So really, brain bugs they're gonna like they're gonna get you. They're pretty much gonna get you. So like if yeah. if you're a dad <laughs> and you're not planning to like burn down your house with your kids in it, or you know quit your job and sell all of your things and move into a timeshare or do something just utterly insane, a brain bug could make you do it. So if you are <laughs> yeah. you are a local and dads are like the smallest regions, you know, they're little little tiny kings. <laughs> little tiny kings. So when bugs come out, it's make way for Dark Dad. <laughs> make way <Yeah>. for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if where I picked. I don't. I can't remember where I picked it up. I'm not totally sure. Dark Dark Dad is original, <laughs> but it's Nick's birthday today when we we're recording, and I yeah. put it on his wall. I said, "Dark Dad's gonna put you in the sad sack, birthday boy." <laughs> <laughs> I saw it, yeah. and then like it wasn't that exact tweet, but I saw another <laughs> reference to Dark Dad. And yeah, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if I like I said I can't remember if I picked up Dark Dad somewhere, but I like the idea of Dark Dad. Yeah. And and Sad Sack is an old gaming group inside joke. <laughs> okay. Putting someone in the Sad Sack. <laughs> Dark Dad puts you in the Sad Sack. Dark. 
<laughs> yeah, so watch out for brain bugs. Watch out for Dark Dad. Yeah, definitely watch out for Dark Dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we all pray that we will have far more soon 